Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. Be Engaged and Inspired podcast is sponsored by Barabort Jewelers in Glastonbury, Connecticut. BarabortJewelers.com And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. This is DJ Sam. And this is Kia. So we have a guest today, Sam. Yes, we have a traveler that has made his way to us. And he's a man that needs no introduction. So I'm going to let him do it. Hi, everybody. It's good to be here, Sam and Kia. My name is Ben Dean, and I play the violin. I work with Sam. That's right. And you work with uh, a lot of other um, um, DJs as well. Well, not a lot, but... A few you, other DJs, so you wedding get bands. He get does around. get around. That, I just didn't want him to think that he was exclusive oh, to me. gotcha. It's not gotcha. A, a monogamous musical relationship, <laughs> Sam and I. So you play the violin. Yes. That's your favorite instrument? It is. It's like the human voice, and I don't really sing, so it's the most expressive instrument that I play. That's very cool. It's a really beautiful instrument. So how did you get started in playing the violin? Uh, When I was four years old, my parents brought me to see a classical music concert. And it was Joshua Bell. And he's a famous violinist. And I was super inspired. Speaking of inspired podcasts. And I went home (laughs) and I tried to build a violin out of cardboard. (laughs) So I took like a pizza box and cut out the shape. And then I put like rubber bands on it with some wood. And at that point, they said, okay, we'll get you violin lessons. Oh, that's great. And then you took them at school or you had like lessons that were sort of like an outside type of? Where I was living at the time, I was like five years old. So they didn't really have a program Mm -hmm. at that age. So we took uh, lessons, Suzuki Method, which is where you learn by ear. And that's been helpful because a lot of the music, when I'm playing the cocktail hour and that sort of stuff, people ask for requests. And so... I can play by ear. I don't always have the music for it. Oh, that's oh, how you do it. That's how it's did. I took those lessons, too. Um, I failed horribly. I didn't, I didn't make <laughs> oh, it. Oh, violin? Violin, the Suzuki nice. method, too. That's what my parents oh, made did. me take. And um, Mississippi hot dog. Yep. All of those fun things that twinkle. finally everybody said their ears were bleeding and please <laughs> give up. So I did. <laughs> I was not as inspired as clearly you were. So you took to it. So what type of places have you played besides weddings? Well, uh, a lot of different venues. I mean... I'm sort of like a violinist that does a lot of different styles. So I play classical music. Um, that was what I studied. I went to heart uh, for that. So played in the orchestras, uh, Wallingford Symphony. I've done some subbing work. I've played with members of Hartford Symphony, but then also playing with bands and touring. So we've gone through uh, a lot of different countries. I played with this band called Caravan of Thieves, which is original music. And we went to Europe. That was really fun. Went Where up to- in Europe? Uh, let's see, England, and we went to the Arctic Circle. We played a festival up there, and lots that must of be cool. Yeah, and cold. Uh-huh. Very well. It was summertime, but it was okay. chilly. Yeah. So, well, you've jumped ahead a little bit. So, you you were at school. What what made you decide to go to college to do this full time? What was your inspiration? Well, when I was young, I really enjoyed music, but I didn't want to practice, and so my mom would be. You have to practice if you're taking lessons. And so, you know, I grew up, and here I am, you know, in high school, and everyone's like, you can, you know, do any number of these careers that are probably safer and sound better on paper and go to college for that. And I was like, well, this is the chance to be a musician 
and I really enjoy playing music and it's, it's just like the best high and I, I want to keep playing music and making people happy and I enjoy it. So why don't I just go for it? And if it doesn't work out, I can always go back and do something else. Yes. And yep, that's, true. that's when I was 18 and I'm still doing it. So, <laughs> well, it's not <laughs> like you started like a band in your garage with you know, <laughs> your pizza cut out of a violin. That, then your parents could have been concerned that maybe this wasn't the right choice, but, but clearly this has been. But let that be a lesson to everybody that you should go after what your dream is, no matter what, because there's always a backup. You can always do something else. That's true. I don't think I would know how to do something else. Same here with me. I, I couldn't have a full-time job, you know, nine to five. Oh, I don't think I could I, do that. I, <laughs> nope. Clearly like, not after the morning I had this morning. So It's like, wait, what time do we have to wake up for the podcast? <laughs> it's my musician's hours. Like, wait, this is before noon? Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing is, is like, as you know, it, um, maybe not so much for you at weddings, but, you know, there are times where I'm not home till like one or two o'clock yeah. in the morning because mm-hmm. right. I've stayed for the whole entire thing. Right. Clearly you get to do the, the fun, very important parts and then you mm-hmm. get to leave. Yep. So once you were in college and you decided that the violin was what you wanted to do, what future is there as a violinist? What can you do? Well, that's a, a good question. And in college, you're you're definitely pushed towards like getting an orchestral job. Yep. Playing in the symphony. But the problem, if you want to play in a major symphony, there's only you know five that are like really full time in this country where you can make a really good living that's it in america there's only yeah, like five there's five major symphonies and they're like they're struggling and you know you have chicago you have the la phil you have uh boston boston as and you, have, say, you know yeah. new, new york, york. And, and i mean there's and it's hard to like if you want to be a musician and you want to play music full time it's tough just to say i'm going to wait to do an audition for this Maybe one spot opens up. You basically have to wait for someone to die because yeah. <laughs> no one's giving up that job. And then 300 applicants will show up uh, for the audition day. Oh, my God. And you also might not have any connections. Like, they might know a conductor right. or something. So, it's, it's just like... And it could have been somebody who's been waiting in the wings for quite right. a while and doing other things. Right. And right. you're prepping eight hours of practice a day for months leading up to this. And this is unpaid time that you're getting ready for so it's a huge it's sort of like a lottery mentality so if you want to get into music i i always like the idea of you know trying to just get out there playing as soon as you can yep instead of someone handing you a job just get out there and play and that's why i like playing uh, jazz or playing in bands and also you know doing some chamber music or orchestral work but it's it's a mix it's a whole mix you can't really be one type of musician now so is, is that what you did once you graduated from uh, music school you did what well i was taking some jazz classes and running to orchestra late and then playing out <laughs> at night with the bands on hartford and in the clubs and, and kind of just figuring it all out and once i got out of music school i had the opportunity to start touring with my band and I was like, this is the this is a great opportunity. We had a manager, we had booking agents, we were able to get on festivals, and so I just I just went with it. That that was a good time. Now you said you you toured around, and I remember seeing you on Facebook, all the different cities you were going to. Uh, I was kind of living vicariously <laughs> through Ben Dean because <laughs> uh, I know you went to England and did a big big festival uh, back in my home country. Right. Uh, so I was excited about that. So. Other than that, what other experiences have you had with the bands, or or just as a as a solo musician? Well, I do. I like doing uh, recording work for people too, 
and I've done some work for soundtracks and video games. Come on, you got to uh, plug the soundtrack. Right. Well, this was uh, one of the movies was called Brothers Bloom. And it was of Adrian Brody. That that movie came out about uh, eight or ten years ago. And then uh, there's another video game, Bioshock. Oh, I know that one. My and kids played it. I played uh, some tracks on that. And you know, working with bands. I work with this. There's a band called Dispatch, and they're in Connecticut here, and they do some recording work. So I mean, it's just it's all across the board. And it might be someone's CD that they're just working, and they want to have a string section in one of their tracks on their song, and so I can put that together for them. Okay. It's a really fun. You have to be versatile and flexible. Well, yes, absolutely. Thing. You can't just sit at home and wait for the phone to ring, right? Well, uh, not at first, no. And like I always joke with my friends, like I don't know if I could necessarily move out because I've created like in this region of Connecticut, like you kind of become known as a guy that can be the go-to that can plug in, play with a band, improvise, uh, play right. different styles, do the top forty, but also do classical music. So it is nice now to to get calls and kind of be like I'm available or I'm not. But at first, it definitely is a lot of going out and networking <laughs> right. and meeting but, people. But you also teach as well during, mm-hmm. during the, the school. So that's my uh, day job during the school year. I teach at uh, Foot School in New Haven. It's a private school, and I teach lessons to middle school children there. And I also have a private studio. Yeah, that sounds pretty fun. Is it sometimes painful to listen to students play? Just asking. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> for a friend. Just for a friend. Just asking for a friend. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, you know, earplugs help. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, the first year, it's a little scratchy for sure. And because uh, it just takes a while to develop a good tone yeah. on a string instrument. And it takes a lot of patience, especially for patience. the parents. Yeah. So if your kid is playing music, you know, you keep encouraging them to practice. And that's the only way to get better, right? All right, we're going to take a little break and we're going to come back and we're going to find out how I met Ben Dean for the first time. I love it. You're going to love this story. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. Thank you for making Barabout Jewelers your wedding jewelry destination. From your engagement to wedding day, we've got you covered with engagement rings, wedding bands, and wedding party gift ideas. We welcome you to make an appointment and visit our styling lounge in our store. Barabout Jewelers in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook or at BarabaltJewelers.com. Hi, I'm Al Mashioki. This is Chrissy Beef. Hey, it's Lauren from Julie Allen Bridal. Hi, I'm Dave Noonan from Modern Photographic. This is Marty Q. This is wedding celebrant and officiant Mary Covey. I'm Mary Carlson from MJ Decoration. And I listen to the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. And I love listening to DJ Sam and Kia. And I always listen to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. Listen Listen and download on on iTunes iTunes or Google Google Podcasts. And you should too. Do you like goats? (laughs) Do you like farms? (laughs) Want to get married at a goat farm? (laughs) Bradley Mountain Farm, located in Southington, Connecticut, is the perfect location for your wedding. Choose from a lakeside or field ceremony. From intimate gatherings of 25 up to 300 tented, Bradley Mountain Farm is the perfect venue. Find us online at EngageCT.com. Atmosphere Productions. Live musicians, custom lighting and photo booth. When your wedding entertainment has to have the amazing music be fun, organized and unforgettable, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com That's www.atmosphere-productions.com DJs, live musicians, custom lighting and photo booth. Atmosphere Productions. For professional disc jockeys. 
Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch snuggling, ball chasing, face licking, and of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will come in with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is sponsored by Barabort Jewelers in Glastonbury, Connecticut. BarabortJewelers.com. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Welcome back to Be Engaged and Inspired. So I'm sure there's a story here, Sam. So what yeah, is it? We're talking to Ben <laughs> Dean, musician, recording artist, and uh, we want to find out how you actually met DJ Sam. Do you remember that story? Oh, yes. This is it's, great. Are, you are allowed yeah. to swear. We, we have that rating, so you need to. No. I was playing a wedding, and I, I was in college at the time, and it was in Hartford at the Bond Hotel. Uh, it's like this beautiful hotel, and they have the top floor reserved for the weddings. And I was up there, and there's a, a lot of guests. I think there was like... There's 150 guests. 150 at yep. least. And I have my violin, and this was... Just the solo violence. I'm walking around and and no one can hear me. And <laughs> Sam is set up with his speakers. He's like, "Hold on, here I have this lavalier mic. Why don't we try putting this on your violin?" And I never met him. And we threw it on. And then all of a sudden, it's like surround sound with the violins going around table to table, taking requests. And it's just like broadcasting through. And people loved it. And this was at a time when no one else was really doing this with no. uh, the string instruments. And, and having the uh, instrument through the speakers was just wirelessly made such a huge difference. You forget to tell that well, halfway through that, people had their lighters that they were lighting up. I think oh my he, God. Was, he was playing some rock song and people <laughs> lighted up their lighters. As like, Led was, like Led Zeppelin or something. I, I don't know. Figures that you would fix the sound, Sam. <laughs> oh, he did. Well, he, it sounded awesome. He was walking around this this huge ballroom. With and the, it is a big, huge ballroom with the high ceilings. Yes. And it's just a technically just a big rectangle. Right. Yep. And so if you're filling it in with 150 people who are all speaking. Yep. And then you're playing an acoustic violin. I, I half because he wasn't working for me. I didn't need, didn't need. I didn't know who he was. He was just some musician they hired. He just found him on the street. Yeah. And he was just wandering around with a violin. Said, Let me help out the bride and groom here and make it a little bit exciting. So we added the lavalier lapel microphone. Yeah, whatever that little. Whatever thing is. it is. I said, let me attach it to the bridge of your thing. I don't know whether it's going to work, but we'll give it right. a shot. And I got to tell you, it sounded like it was, it was, the music was coming from heaven. Through the speakers, it was crystal clear. They loved it. And the bride and groom couldn't stop thanking me. Oh, good. So you did it for your own selfish reasons. Yes, because, <laughs> because the next day I called Ben. I said, hey, you want to get paid to do this? <laughs> Sign me up. So then Sam is rolling through with his uh, van onto the college campus. Huge oh. white contractor van. Oh, my God. In that van, yes. I always... You've been walking on West Harvard streets and he'll pull up next to you and say, like, do you need to get in? And you're just like, someone's going to call the police on you. He didn't ask if I wanted candy. <laughs> candy. You want to do this wedding? Jump into bed. No, it was, it was great. Yeah. And yeah. So that's how we started that. And that's got to be at least 10 years. Oh, at least 10 at years least. ago. That was like 15 years ago. Yep. And still a lot of string quartets don't use amplified sound. That's 
just something that a lot of classical musicians don't do. Yeah, and they need to do it because the innovation is is that now you can have a strolling violin uh, for cocktail hour with the musician walking around next to the guest, taking requests, and it it adds this nice classical elegant feel Mm -hmm. to it. And then you can do the same thing uh, for the ceremony. Now, you do something special with two violins uh, Mm -hmm. for the ceremony. Explain what you do there. So for a ceremony, I usually have a duo and I'll bring another violinist, maybe a cellist. And what we'll do is I also use um, some uh, electronics and I'll set up different uh, loops and layer like a bass line underneath what we're playing. And it has a really full effect. So it sounds like you have a small orchestra there while um, during the ceremony and and it can have a, a much fuller sound with just uh, the duo. It is an amazing sound because you'll start laying down the bass, boom, 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 and have it loop. Mm-hmm. And then you'll add a little uh, zink, zink, zink. And then I don't think that's what a violin sounds like. I'm, I'm concerned that as a... Boops a, and zinks? Yeah. Zing. As, a, as a DJ, that's how you hear music, That's Sam. how I hear music. Okay. <laughs> I, I, you can tell that I never volunteered that I had ever learned an instrument. I, because <laughs> I never did. A guitar, I learned, I tried it like once and then threw it away. And then I said... I'm a DJ. I, I can't do any of this. Uh, but the point is, is that you're able now, with it being electronic, you're able to layer one instrument and make it sound like five or six instruments and add a fullness to a particular song. Pachelbel's Canon is one that you do really, really well. Right. Uh, Pachelbel's Canon is uh, based off the same chord progression, so you can layer it and stack the parts so it sounds super full and you have, it sounds like cellos in there and I have different octaves I can bring in. So it's, it's a really beautiful full sound. It's also a super popular choice. Oh, oh it, yeah. it is. And, and, the and there's a reason for it. I mean, it works. Absolutely. You, don't, you can't really go wrong with that song. <laughs> just I mean, I just feel like you can't. So what sort of tips would you give a couple that are looking for music for a, a ceremony? Or cocktail uh, hour. Or cocktail mm-hmm. hour. Mm-hmm. What would you suggest? That they look the, for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would suggest that they try to find someone through even through reference too, because then you, you have seen them at someone else's wedding and you know they're experienced. Trying to find somebody that has played at least, you know, a hundred weddings where they can say, hey, I you know, know how to like change the music and they look for the time because like I'm not just reading off the chart, I'm looking up and watching as people are walking down. So you want the timing. To- has experience yep. and can like phrase and kind of improvise and go into the next piece without stopping and having dead space. And so you want someone that has that skill set, which is it's sort of hard to determine over the phone if someone's capable of that. Yep. So it it might help to talk to your friends that have been married and what uh, musicians they've used. Or talk to your DJ. Talk to your DJ. <laughs> <laughs> or your wedding planner. Because a DJ... Or the wedding planners mm-hmm. at all the events, and they're going to see a lot of different musicians, and mm-hmm. they can give you a good recommendation based off who they've seen. And one of the things, too, is if you have somebody who has experience, um, you're going to know, as we said, if you go like into the Bond Ballroom, or if you're going to be outside, or if you're going to be in a, a different type of venue, you have an understanding of at least what you're you're working with. I've learned, yep. as in starting to do this podcast, rooms have different sounds, certain things echo. There's things that both of you clap and make weird sounds, and you're happy with the thing. I have no idea what you're doing, but you're like, oh, this is a room that has great sound, and you could travel correctly. But if you have somebody who might be a great musician, but hasn't really had that type of experience of having to 
to be in a totally new space, it can be a little, you know, it can get lost. Absolutely. So then when couples like are speaking to you, like what's one of like the questions that they should always ask? Basically, it's it's good to figure out what the music is earlier on. I, a lot of couples leave that choice to the last minute. And like the day before the week, they'll be like, oh, we heard this song on the radio. We really <laughs> love it. Can you? And, and it doesn't give you enough time to come up with an arrangement that's going to work for the instrumentation that you have. Um, so it really takes a little like just plan more in advance, I would say, to most couples. And that way musicians can find music and work on arrangements and get it together and it'll sound better that way. So last minute. You mean you practice? Your parents, your parents would be so proud. (laughs) And I think one advantage, and I use it as a selling point to uh, my clients is that having a musician, an acoustic violin for a ceremony will save you money because now you don't have to hire a sound guy to go into the middle of a field uh, to play the ceremony. You're never going to live that, like, let me live that down. I've made you go into a few fields (laughs) with a few extension cords or your battery pack. But that's the point. If, If... a client is looking for a different location for a ceremony where there is no power. Your next step is to have a musician. And with somebody like you, you can come with a duo, a trio, or a quartet and bring that full sound in an acoustic manner. Right, exactly. And it's a nice touch. It's elegant to have a couple strings or a trio, quartet. Then later on during the night, you you know the DJ or the band will take over and you've got a whole different uh, sonic experience and type of entertainment but it adds so much to a ceremony and really when you're walking down like you want to have music in the background and and live music really adds something nice to the event i also like it so that like you said you can pay attention to if let's say a child is walking slower than they should you know to play a little bit extra or if you know the kid bolts down that that aisle and you need to all of a sudden the bride is there you can pretty quickly change over without it being this dramatic like eh, and right. then restarting or like the song is at a great beautiful spot and then somebody just hits off and hits it's hits on for the other part of it yeah that's always right. a concern well we really appreciate you being here so how can people find you uh people can find me online at ben dean music or they can go uh, to Atmosphere Productions and I'm also on Sam's website. All the W's.atmosphere-productions.com It's like you've practiced saying that. Mm. Well, we appreciate you being here and then remember, you can always download us for free off of iTunes and Google Play when we'll be back next week because we're here every single Wednesday. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is sponsored by Barabort Jewelers in Glastonbury, Connecticut. BarabortJewelers.com Produced and copyrighted by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut.